Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our Rampy Isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. is This is our K2-D3 supplement. It is a combination of those two vitamins, D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month's supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it. It helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last, but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it, no spaces. Boom, you get 10% off, you're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone, that way you can take your instructionals right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, 
Discount code GRUMPY10, G-R-U-M-P-Y-1-0. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around, check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. It's our pre-Easter episode. Yep. It is the Saturday Tomorrow's before Easter. Easter. Yeah. Today isn't anything, right? You have Good Friday, and then you have Easter on Sunday. What's Saturday? Is there a thing? Saturday is... Uh, fuck if I have no idea. So I don't think it's a thing. I think it's something. It's something, it's something in the Jewish. This is, is, like, Passover? this is Passover right now. Is it? Is yeah. Passover, Passover's not just a day. It's like the whole week or something, isn't it? Could be. I don't know. We're treading on some fucking <laughs> interesting ground at the moment. We are. We jumped right into that. Anyways. Yeah, so. What's up, Z? Hi. Here for the Pokemon update? Mm-hmm. Drop up, it on us, dude. The update update. Yes, what do we got so, this week? It's a bunny looking one since tomorrow's Easter. Oh, yeah. Its Good name choice. is Bun... Bun... Mom told me and then I forgot. Just say it the best you can. Oh, it's Bunnelby. 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 There you go. You had it. And then it's a basic. It has 170 hit points. It Its attacks are Mudshot, which does 30 damage. It's a common. Yeah. I'm going to read that. Yeah, what's that say? They use their large ears to... Dig burrows. They will dig the the dig the whole night through. Yeah, and nice. they use their ears to throw mud at you. So if that was the Easter Bunny, it'd probably use its ears to throw eggs at you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ma'am. So, man, what you've had a busy week. Mm-hmm. You had your first yes. week of. Online schooling. Yep, and yesterday I yesterday I had a trampoline water party. No yes. way! I was, it was nice enough for it, huh? Yeah. Um, I we put a sprinkler under a trampoline at my friend's house, and then we started jumping on the trampoline. That seems like a pretty sweet idea. Heck mm-hmm. yeah! Yep, and riding his bike, he can do you can pop a good like. Do a good manual, get the front wheel up really good now. He's nice. been practicing doing it, going up and down curbs. And also now I can do a pop and wheelie down a curb. Yep. And I can stand up and ride one-handed on my bike and go up a curb doing that. Yeah, you're going to wreck doing that. <laughs> no, I did it once. I know you can, but I'm just saying, like, anytime you've got one hand on your handlebars, you're way less stable than you think. So riding up, trying to ride one-handed, standing up, going up the curb, man, I'm just telling you right now, eventually that will go badly. But I can stand up and ride one-handed. Yeah, but I wouldn't try to go up a curb doing it. So, yeah, anytime you got one hand off the handlebar, man, you got to be real careful. That front wheel can can go out, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you ride one-handed, but don't try to ride anything... No obstacles. No obstacles or anything. You don't want to find that one out the hard way. Mm-mm. Two hands on the handlebars for obstacles. Yep. So, 
Yes. So you've been enjoying the <clears throat> no school, huh? Mm-hmm. Playing outside a lot? Mm-hmm. Look like you got suntan there, man. I do. That's pretty sweet. Yep, playing disc golf. Lost your tooth? No, it's real loose. No, not yet. Yeah, almost. I might, it might come out on Easter. Maybe. <clears throat> maybe, God's, cool. maybe God's waiting for me to have a really good day. <laughs> there you go. That could be it, huh? Mm-hmm. That could be it. Well, cool, man. Anything else? We did another live stream with the kids' class. Mm-hmm. A little bit of stuff there. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Online school and playing with neighborhood friends. and You got a lot of friends in the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Makes it fun. Go ride bikes together. Mm-hmm. Hang out. Climb mm-hmm. on stuff. All right, dude. Well, thanks for the Pokemon update. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. We'll uh, see you in a bit. We'll yeah. catch you later. <laughs> and he's done. All right. Uh, oh, is he? He's seven now? Seven, yeah. I was trying to think. <clears throat> uh, I, can't, I can't really remember being seven. You know, there's certain events in my life here and there, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember much of that age. I, well, the, we moved from the hood in Flint out to the suburbs in Flushing around, I was like eight or nine. So I remember that. Okay. Because that was an interesting shift. Yeah. I, mean, I remember going to school the first, like, I went to school and came home, like, the first day. Now, I don't remember this, but mom tells me this story, obviously. But she says to me, she's like, you know, how was school? And I was like, ah, oh, Good. And she could tell something was a little off. She's like, well, what's wrong? And I'm like, well, it's really weird. She's like, what's weird? It's like, there's no black kids in my class. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, we live in a different neighborhood now. <laughs> Things are a little different. <laughs> Things are a little different, yeah. Things are a little different out here in the suburbs. That's funny. I thought you were going to say, no, I tried to fucking beat you up and take Well, that was too. Money. Yeah, that, that was also. It's like, I came home and one person I still tried to fight me, <laughs> like... Fucking yeah! It was I didn't have crazy to fu- shit. I didn't have to fight for my lunch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to find the meanest looking dude I could and kick his ass real quick and just you know the prison rules seem to, to f- be not applying here. I, I was trying to form alliances yeah. for protection purposes and it just wasn't wasn't working. They're like gangs, what? <laughs> Aryan Brotherhood? No, 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 no. <laughs> you must want the chess club. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, realizing that I needed to lock down how to spell eight because I was going to be eight. That's funny. You know, like all the other letters are pretty easy to, or numbers are pretty easy to spell, but eight, you got to remember E-I-G-H-T. It's a little weird. Yeah, man, when you're coming up, like that one was just, it was just off enough to where, you know, I'd get it wrong every once in a while or I wasn't real sure. And I was like, man, I'm going to be eight years old. I better learn how to spell that motherfucking word. (laughs) That's funny. Well, you know, the English language, because you got the word eight, A-T-E. Right. And then to try, so in your head, you're thinking, okay, well, eight, that's easy. And this is a different eight, and it's spelled with way more letters and none of the same letters. Yeah. What the heck? Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to think. I remember, I do remember, like, just running around fucking playing and, like, just riding my bike and charging around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, I forget, I lived in... Yukon, outside of Oklahoma City. Remember, that's where I started going to school, like kindergarten through maybe like second grade. 
And then my dad decided he wanted to be a preacher, so he moved to Lubbock, Texas, so he could go to preaching school. And I was like third or fourth grade. And so I remember just like, like you know, like yeah, he like there's periods, right? Yeah, yeah, like I'm not like oh, I remember when I was seven and yeah. this day and this thing happened. But I like I you know I I definitely remember time periods and looking back and can place them to like certain ages and shit. So, but yeah, running around, my parents not fucking worried about where I was until the streetlights came on. Yep. So streetlight kids. So I told Z he's a fucking streetlight kid now. It's like when they come on, you gotta come home. He still doesn't even do that. Be out there just riding his fucking bike until we make him come inside. Like, yes, this is that's good. That's this how, is good. That's how a kid should be. Yeah, here. exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of like coming home from fucking school, sitting down, and just being like, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know how to like describe it. Like him getting through a day of school was like mentally exhausting for him. Mm-hmm. And so he would come home, and it's like he's done. It's like going to work basically you know and it's like oh you need to come home and fucking you know go work out it's like you know like we tell adults and it's like adults fall in the same thing man you come home from work and it's tough so and it's tough to make a you know seven-year-old like no you need to go outside and play i mean we do but and then his friends aren't outside because they're all inside watching shit because i mean when you're home for just a few hours after school you know it's not that big a deal it's like you can only watch so much fucking tv like during the day Right. So like, but if you're at school for all this time and then you come home and it's like, oh yeah, you can play on your game or watch some TV or whatever. And like that same amount of time, like you, it has a more significant impact on your free time. It's like right now the kids have like so much more free time. They're like spending a couple hours of screen time. They still have fucking a lot of hours to fill. And so, uh, yeah, like what, and them not being mentally exhausted from school trying to figure out how to fill them is, uh, I don't know. I think it's fucking good. It is good. So free range kids, free range kids, man. It is it's a weird, hard societal reset. I was telling you, we watched fight club last night with, uh, Shiloh. I've been wanting to watch it with her and we saw it was on, uh, HBO mm-hmm. had it as one of their movies. And I was like, Oh yeah, we got to watch that. So that's one of my all time favorites. Too. Oh yeah, for Easy, sure. Easily. Yeah. You could watch that movie over and over again and just I think you should watch it. You should. <laughs> like monthly. Yeah. Just a monthly reset. Like watch this thing. Or it's a good one to watch at this time, yeah. man. Like there was some points like when they're fucking driving on the road and Tyler's like fucking yelling, <laughs> Look at you, you little bitch. He's like letting go. They're like, Oh, you know, let go, man. Stop trying to control everything. Just fucking let go. <laughs> And he starts that's putting a, on a seatbelt and the accelerator. It's like, dude, who's had a near life experience, boys? <laughs> it's like, you know, fuck, on some level, like, that's what this is going to be for a lot of people. It's going to be a fucking near life experience. And it's like, what are you going to do with that, man? I hope, like, you know, we talked about last week and the week before. Like, I, I hope people learn the lessons. Yeah. I'm not very optimistic. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I was. Have you listened to the Michael Shermer interview? Yes. On, on, I haven't yeah. finished it, but just like I'm like through the first like I don't know almost half of it, but that's some good points. It was good because like you know they weren't saying it like you know I was, whereas like the fatties are at fault, but they were definitely making points of man. Hopefully, people understand like you know you got to stay healthy. 
Like, you it's know, a, you being healthy could tip the, the scale between you getting this and having problems and getting this and not having problems. Yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. It's fucking important. So I was, I was, I was glad to hear, because there's some tough conversations that are going to have to happen, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at what point is shutting down the economy going to fucking kill more people than coronavirus, right? And we're doing, <laughs> treading in those waters right Fuck now. yeah. Yeah, that was the other point he made. It's like, we're going to have to have that difficult conversation. Like, right now, everyone's been allowed this moral high ground to be able to shout down anyone who says anything. Is like, how can you put a price on a human life? You know, anything that we have to do to save every life, we have to do. You can't put a price on human life and say we have to open the economy and, and, and risk thousands of more people. Like, how do you do that, right? Like, that's been the the demonization right. Uh you know, side of it, which I always laugh. I'm like, dude, driving cars increases the chance of people. You know what I mean? Like every year, X amount of people die from car accidents. So if you didn't drive, you're saving lives. You'd be saving lives, right? It's the same argument. It's the same argument, right? You may not kill someone, but you're contributing to something that kills people. Yep. It's the same rationale. Same rationale. Yep. So if you're not going to stop driving your fucking car, which carries a higher percentage of you dying or, or hurting someone else than the fucking coronavirus does, that's not a legitimate argument, right? Like, that's my thing. It's like, if I can't apply an argument to more than one scenario, it's a bullshit argument. It's basically a perfectly crafted excuse for this one scenario. It's not a legitimate logical argument. It's like, that fucking drives me nuts when people say that shit. I'm like, okay, so you're never going to drive again. Mm-hmm. Okay, if, and if you say no, that's ridiculous. Then shut the fuck up about this. You know, the rest of this shit. Like we gotta live our lives at some point. Like, but yeah, man. But yeah, it's uh, you know, the the fucking the 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 tough conversation of like, okay, yeah, when does shutting down the economy hurt more people than you know I, the dude, coronavirus I, does? I, I think we're there already. I think we're there too. I, I really I think do. we're past it. I think yeah, we're past it. And every day that we stay shut down, it's more and more. Yeah. We keep tipping the scales in the other direction. Fuck yeah, dude. And it, <clears throat> dude, it's getting bad. Yeah. Like, I was just telling you guys before we started. You know, my boss called me the other day, just yesterday. You know, because he didn't want to call in a meeting with all the employees, yeah. all his drivers, because you don't want us all in the same room together, obviously. But uh, let me know that they're gonna start doing furloughs, which is a fancy word for layoffs. Yeah. Uh, not they're not going to start laying people off next week, but next week they're going to crunch the numbers and you know look at the projections and take some guesses and by the end of next week they're going to determine how many people they're going to lay off. Yeah. You know, and it's from from the bottom up seniority. You know, and I'm I got like six guys below me. I'm seventh up the food chain, and then we only have like 15, 16 guys in my position. Yeah. So. Dude, the odds of me getting laid off are pretty slim because if we get if we lay seven of us off, dude, we're at a skeleton crew. Like that's really not enough to operate. Yeah, but dude, I'm contemplating, man. I I really am thinking about because there's there's three guys below me in the seniority that have kids, and I I could get by getting laid off. Yeah, you know I, I can afford the. I've already looked at the unemployment numbers. You know I can afford it, and I can take a month off. I'm not scared and. I, I really, I think I am. Like, I've, I'm, I'm waiting until Monday to make the decision, but I, you know, think it over this weekend. I would much rather take a voluntary, a voluntary furlough and then have somebody, and then let somebody with kids yeah. keep working. Yeah. Because it's just me and my dog, man, and I can get by. Yeah. You know, I, I would feel, 
Yeah, I almost feel like it'd be a shitty human thing to do for me not to volunteer for it. Yeah. You know, just looking out for my fellow co-worker. Yeah, know? man. I mean, Whether that's a good decision or not, I don't know. But I, th- I feel, I almost feel like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. If I had the ability to make that choice and, and take one for the team. Yeah. The, the, kid, the dude's got kids, man. Yeah. He needs to feed his kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <clears> that's, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much 99, 95% made that decision. Right. You know, but yeah. I'll have a boss note come Monday. But see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. So I think I'm probably going to. So I might end up with the next month off. Yeah. I'll be training like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. No, that's the noble thing to do, man. That's, uh, that is, that's, uh. Seems like the right thing to do. It is. I don't know that everybody would do it, which is, again, why Fuck you're everybody. not, uh, as normal as you may think, but yeah, man, I can appreciate that. But yeah, it is. It's, it's, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, people starting to be affected that maybe didn't think that they were going to be affected. I was reading where like medical workers are getting laid off because, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of quote unquote non-essential shit that goes on that isn't allowed to go on right now. Well, you see a lot, a lot of hospitals make their not, for uh, elective surgeries, yeah, you know, from elective surgeries, yeah. I should say, and those aren't allowed to happen right now. Yep, yeah, and they need money to operate. They need money to operate. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but they were even talking about like uh, college football, right? Like it's a little bit down the road, but they were saying that like, you know, the 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 attitude is this is happening. We're having college football on some <laughs> level because if we don't have college football. You don't want to see People are what, out. well, it's not that, it's how much college football funds other sports. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, again, there's this trickle-down impact thing that, that, like, people don't always necessarily see. But, like, yeah, you have certain things that help uh, fund and, and, and hold up a lot of other things. And if they go down, then all these other things are threatened, too. And so it's not just college football. It's not just these, you know, this company here, this thing here. It's like, man, there's so many things attached to it. Well, they see that a lot of decisions, man, that government makes are so short-sighted. And it's really agitating. Like I saw something the other day. I think it was in someplace in California or it could have been New York. I don't remember. But they were talking about um, shutting down some of the bus lines. Yeah. Because, you know, too many people were out moving around. And so they, their, their thought process was, if we shut down some of these routes, that it's going to slow people down from moving around. No. Like, you fucking dummies. go on the same bus. Yes. You, you're going to overcrowd yeah. other buses. Yeah. It's so sure. Like, I don't understand, like, their line of thinking. They, yeah. And it, it, does it go back to the call-out co- culture? Like, we need to appear that we're doing something? Or or what? I don't get it. Like, yeah. it, 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 it's, it's It's maddening to me because... Yeah, for people to get into these positions to where they're making the decisions, you have to assume that they pr- should be a pretty smart person. And there's <laughs> got to be some people in there with logic. You know, I'm just a fucking knucklehead and I can see this. Like, come on, man. If, you know, we need 10 buses to operate to get these people all over the city to do the thing, you take it down to six, those other six are just going to get overcrowded. People are still got to go where they need to go. Yeah. They're not just out riding the bus because it's fucking fun. Yeah, it's it's not an extracurricular activity. Well, there's there's a certain <laughs> percentage that like, you know, are breaking the, you know, stay at home order, right? Because right. that's what it is. Again, what they're trying to do is they're trying to, you know, I don't know how to fucking I don't know what it is. They're just trying to legislate this whole like control people, 
right? So it's like, I mean, I don't know if you've read, but they're talking about, or in some areas, they're, they're uh, banning like Walmart and Target and these, these places from selling non-essential items. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, because again, similar problem where people are, are stuck at home, they're bored, and so I can go to Walmart, you know, and Walmart's got essential items, so it's open, but it's also got electronics and clothes and, you know, other things so that I can, like, distract myself by, you know, wandering around and looking at shit. And so you, and so you have, like, a higher concentration of people than you want. And so, again, one of their ways to try to control that is, well, we got to take away why they would do that, right? Same thing with the bus thing. It's like, well, too many people are moving around. So if we take away their ability to move around, well, then that's going to stop them from moving around and we're going to get what we want, which is to stop people from moving around without looking at, you know, what are the bigger impacts of what you're, you're doing here? Like, how does that affect things outside of that? It's not just this one thing. Yeah, government's not really good at doing that shit. No, it's, it's almost like they, <clears throat> they have blinders on to see the secondary and the third and fourth downstream effects. Yeah. And that's really what it is. It's like, Hey man, like going back to like the football thing, like dude, man, if they don't have college football or NFL season coming up, that has to bring so much money into those certain towns and the economy. Like, that's just gonna yeah. halt that money coming in, dude. That's so many downstream effects. Yeah, yeah, like, dude. I, dude, man, I really hope I, I can't see us letting it go that far. I mean, we're, we're, it's only April, middle of April right now, yeah. right? April 10th, 11th. Yeah. And, you know, football season starts in August, September, right? Yeah. College football. We know. The economy, dude, the economy. At least figure something out. The economy needs to be back yeah. up and running. Like, there's, there's no way that, again, fucking government. But you wouldn't think there's no way that they could just keep this nonsense going this long. Then they, eventually they got to be like, let's run the economy. If you have pre-existing conditions or you're old, stay the fuck home, protect yourself. The rest of us, we have to get back to work. Yeah. Well, that's you know that the the one of the problems is is that that's exactly what like people don't want to do. You know, there's this egalitarianism of like we all have to do this together. And that, that's part of the problem right now is you have people who shouldn't be worried about this who are. Mm-hmm. And you have people who should be worried about it who aren't because it's such a mixed message. And you get this, you know, every, the media is trying to convince everyone that they're all at risk and they're all going to die. And because us saying like the government coming out and saying, look. You know, we are restricting or we're doing a quarantine or we're doing like stay at home for these groups, right? Because you present a higher risk. We're going to shut down the the nursing homes. We're going to, you know, put, you know, basically these stay at home orders that we're imposing on everyone for specific groups of people that have these risk factors. And that's where like, it's just hilarious because it's like, like that's where like the civil liberties people and all this shit are all like, yo, you can't do that. You can't single people out, man. That's exactly what we should be doing. But, but, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what we have to do, man. And, but you know, like it's just it's it's fucking crazy to me how they're like you can't do that, but like the government imposing draconian measures that are just trampling all over our civil rights left and right, and while fucking everyone applauds the goddamn thing is fine. 
right? Like that, that, that makes no fucking sense to me. Like how you say you can't do this because this isn't fair, but you can fucking be totally, it's not, it's not okay to be unfair to a certain group of people. You have to be unfair to everyone. Yeah, you have to be fair in your unfairness. Yes. And it's like, that's fucking maddening, that mindset. And like the, you know, when you, yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like the things that they're throwing out there for uh, doing this. Like, dude, you guys not see where this shit leads? Like, this is exactly restricted movement with medical passports. Like, fuck, dude. That's scary shit. You don't want to give the government that much control. No, man. They don't want to take it. No. They don't want to give it back. Dude, a world with freedom and coronavirus is better than a world with fucking what we're kind of going through right now and the quote-unquote safety that we're being promised, you know, from those on top. And it's like, man, that is... no. I mean, again, it's like we're supposed to be the country, like the, the Benjamin Franklin quote. It's like people that would sacrifice fucking freedom for safety deserve neither. Mm-hmm. Like that is like that is what this country was founded on. Was like, no, man, like there are certain things that you don't sacrifice and freedom is one of them. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is for. You don't sacrifice freedom because it is the hardest fucking thing to get back. And it is just mind-boggling i gotta say like that's probably been the most disappointing thing to me in this whole thing has been like the reaction of fellow americans and just how willingly they are going along with this whole thing without even just like the slightest apprehension if we were talking about fucking the the call-in lines you know and you were joking but it's like no they have them i forget like there's a couple states that have snitch lines yeah where you can call and report people that are breaking the at-home fucking thing. How scary is that? Report on your neighbor. Like, that's fucking frightening. And like the, yeah, that's exactly so more much more frightening than the coronavirus ever is could fucking be. If you don't think that is frightening, read up on Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il and North Korea and how they control their people. Yeah. And all joking aside, look into it. Like the old Eddie Bravo saying, fucking look into it. That That is a huge part of how North Korea controls the fucking people, man. Is that snitch program. Yep. Yes. Just saying. Oh, yeah. No, no, no yeah. yeah. I don't want to take it that far and freak out. It just, dude, it fucking, it, it blew my mind how readily everyone was ready to snitch everyone out. And it was all, it's all, man, I, I said this from the beginning. This is the reaction to this problem from the call-out culture. This entire thing has been a manifestation of the call-out culture. The politicians don't want to be get don't want to get called out. You've got people calling people out like posting pictures on Facebook of like, "Oh, look, these people are violating the social thing." You know what I mean? It's like it, it's the same thing. Like if you can find someone saying something that could be potentially perceived as negative against a trans person, I get to call that person out. Now I'm a, a big person on Twitter because I called someone out over something that we all know is horrible and now we all get to pile on. And it's like they just take that mindset to what is going on now. You just – they're like, what what is the thing that is bad? You know, they're looking for their fucking leaders to tell them, like, what are you going to call out next? What are you – what are we going to fucking release our dogs on next? Oh, everyone needs to stay at home. Everyone's fucking, it's fucking, it's disgusting. Like, dude, I, I had to stop. Like, I can't go on social media anymore because it's so fucking disgusting 
to watch people just call everyone out and just the stupid fucking nonsense. Like, I didn't realize that I was associated with so many goddamn fucking closet communists. I had no fucking clue. Like, these are the people that Hitler would have loved. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and they're all like, oh, that's disgusting. How can you say that? And it's like, do you think the fucking Germans, like, knew? Like, he convinced them that there was an enemy. Mm-hmm. And it's us against them. And we need you to help us against this fucking enemy. And so that's how you got the fucking brown shirts and all that shit going on. And, yeah, it's, it's fucking insane that, like, people can't see the parallel. It fucking, that is what frightens me, is how ignorant... <clears throat> People are. They have no context. They have no knowledge of history. They have just... They're so fucking ignorant. Well, you know, I was just going to say that, and then you said the word history. Dude, history repeats itself time and time again. Yes. And people don't know their history, they fall into those same traps. Fuck yes. And they're blind to it. That's how every tyranny has started. Fuck yeah. You People, you need to read your books and learn some goddamn history. Yeah. And many different facets all the different walks of life areas of life like know your history i'm not a goddamn history buff but you've read, read enough, enough to see a few patterns i've read enough and you see the patterns you start reading about old shit even back in the 15 16 1700s dude society repeats itself you're just again yep. and again and again and if yeah man if you don't know if you spend your days filling your fucking brain with nonsense yeah yeah. You get duped into the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, you don't see the fucking you don't see the, pattern. You don't see the pattern. You don't see the beginnings of it. You know? you know, it's like someone setting up an arm bar on you. If you're not good at seeing the early stages of it, when you should win that fight and get your elbow back. Yeah. It's you don't too see late. The fucking history. Oh. You're, it's too late. I've you read this story before. You didn't read that story and you're fucked. Yep, exactly. You get an arm bar. It's yeah. tough to get out when you're fucking getting arm bar. If you yeah. wait until it's extended to like, oh. That's, yeah, I, that's what it feels like. I the government is slowly setting up a fucking armbar on us. <laughs> and we're screaming like, dude, pay Get attention to this shit. Get, Get your, your elbow. elbow back. And people are like, no, I feel safe here. I've got my fucking arms clasped. And no, I feel safe. This feels safe right here. here. The perception is that this is safe. And I just need to sit here. And it's like, no, you need to fucking move, motherfucker. Get your elbow back. Yep. And yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. I'm watching a slow armbar set up on a white belt. And it's like, dude, like you just don't know, man. And the problem is, is like you hope to learn from experience, but it's like sometimes your fucking arm gets broken. <laughs> yeah, like you know you what I mean. You don't want that experience. You don't want that experience. Yeah, it's like learn from history. That's why you watch the goddamn fucking videos, and you go and get, have a coach who shows you says, "No, <clears throat> this is what's gonna happen if you do this. You're gonna get fucking armbar, and here's how you get out of an armbar." And it's like, no, dude. So that, that like that's what I feel like. There's so many people who are are voicing their opinion. And, and thinking that they know what's going on with this shit, both like in, as politicians, as our leaders, and, and just normal everyday folk. And they're like goddamn white belts walking on the mat with no context for what the fuck's going on. Like they just have no knowledge of history. Like I keep going back to the Congo thing. It's like, <clears throat> dude, Mobutu was a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And they welcomed him in the beginning. He was their savior. He, they, uh, they, it was a fucking bloodless coup. And then 30 fucking years later, it's like, God damn it, man. What happened? Wait, dude, I, I he convinced them that, 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 that them losing their freedom for their safety was worth it. And, the, and at the time, they agreed because they, like, they were facing like real bullshit, right? Not, not fucking coronavirus. Like 
fucking tried people showing up to your village and fucking killing everyone and then eating a few of them just to make a point, right? Like this gnarly shit, government fucking behind a lot. This fucking gnarly shit, like real like problems. And so he convinces them like, hey man, I can keep you safe. And, and for that, you know, freedom, it's a military coup and uh, I'm going to give it up and such and such. Yeah, right. Dude, speaking of that, man, I... I, I almost lost my shit. And I don't really even know what that means in this day and age, but like I got fucking enraged. Like my blood pressure shot up. I heard some moron the other day because you know, we're on an election year, right? Yeah. And in this day and age, you don't want people gathering in large groups to go vote. I heard somebody be like, "Well, why don't we just postpone the election?" Yeah. Like motherfucker, do you not understand? That's how like a leader gets put in place for fucking twenty years, right. and you don't and you don't let him out, and he yeah. doesn't get out. That is one of the first steps. You postpone the election postpone for a year the or two. For a year. Yo, it's just for a year or two it's until we year. get the wraps on this. Yeah. And then next time a year or two comes up and another thing gets put. Like, what? Dude, you can't say that. No. Dude, dude, I can't believe I heard someone in the public fucking eye saying that. Like, why would you even put that out there? Well, because the, the story, because this is the thing, right? you got to remember the narrative. Anything that Trump does is bad. Whew. And so, you know, you can basically, it's hilarious. Whatever he would do, they would take the opposite side. I'm absolutely fucking convinced. And so there's, there's they had a, prior, or a like an election in Wisconsin or something mm-hmm. like that. And that was the controversy. It's like, should we like, you know, postpone this election? And they're like, no, we're not going to postpone the election. And, you know, went up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court fucking rule like, yeah, we're, the, the election goes forward. Well, you know, again, this may be true, right? If it's true, it's fucked up. Things need to, to be fixed. But like... It doesn't mean that you don't go forward, but the people being uh, disproportionately impacted are districts that are Democrats. And so, you know, like they're, for whatever reason, right, like insert whatever reason, they don't have as uh, easy access to the alternate voting or, you know, whatever the hell the case may be. But, and so by not, uh, by making the elections go forward, there's this feeling that it influenced the election unfairly for the Republicans. And that's why they did it. Because they saw an opportunity to seize power by being able to take advantage of this opportunity to keep the opposition from being able to vote. No, God. Yes, no, this is this is the fucking narrative. He, and, and so Trump's being compared to like fucking like the, the dictator guy in, in Hungary like the, the duty rules Turkey. By allowing the election to happen. Yes, by allowing the election to happen, he is killing democracy because he is... T- like th- and this is the story. <laughs> this is the fucking story it's that's mad- being floated out there. Fucking maddening. And it's like, dude, if he said, no, we're going to delay the elections, like one, you should rightfully, but I, I, I'm like, they would be like, he's trying to like seize power. And, right. and, and, and it's like, it doesn't matter what he does. In this narrative, like whatever Trump does, we're gonna highlight why all why the opposing viewpoint would be better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what he says. We're gonna go and look at the opposing viewpoint and any little supporting argument we can find for it. That's what we're gonna highlight. It's not fucking constructive, people. It's not no. helpful, man. It's not helpful at all. At all. At all. It's a fucking bullshit narrative. And and you know the uh, yeah like the Michael Shermer interview was good because he was pointing out how. You know, by him saying that the states have the rights. Like, dude, you never heard that. Like, CNN and all those fucking motherfuckers never 
said, like, you know, no, the president says that well, I don't want to make this big sweeping thing because, you know, the states have their rights, which is correct and what he should be saying. That's not what, like, a wannabe dictator, killer of democracy says, right? Like, the killer of democracy says, no, you're right. This is an emergency. We need to impose martial law. Let's go. And, and if he did that, they would take the fucking opposite side. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, he doesn't need to be imposing these. The states have their rights, and they should be able to choose what's best for them. And it's this fucking nonsense. You can't get anywhere with it. No. It's a, it's a zero-sum game. Zero-sum game. And it, and it just, you see it manifest itself. Like, if you watch these coronavirus task force news briefings they do every day, you know, I, I've been paying attention to them. Just because there's a lot of shit going on in the world. And I've never been big on the news. Dude, I think a big problem is... Is that the media is just, they're under the pressure to put so much content out there. And so they just have to fish for content. Yeah. I could give you millions of examples. Uh, the Surgeon General was part of his briefing the other day. And he's a black dude. I forget what his name is. And, you know, he's reaching out to the black community. Because the black, black community is getting hit disproportionately hard by this coronavirus we can have a four-hour episode on that. You know, is there a higher instance of diabetes? Why is that heart disease? Whatever. But they're getting fucked up, man. And we need to look out for them. And so he's... Tr- and he's a black dude himself. I mean, I think he's Puerto Rican or something. He's a dude of color, right? And he's talk, trying to talk to him. Like, hey, listen, you guys need to protect yourselves. Take care of yourselves. He's like, even if you're young and healthy, you need to be looking out for your pop-pop and big mama. And he used these, you know, terms of endearment, Right? Got done with his little speech, got off the stage. Well, some reporter stands up and he's like, and I, I couldn't tell if this lady was white or black. I was just back there. I couldn't really see. She was kind of off screen. And she's like, don't you feel that was racist? Oh, he, 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 he used the term mom, big mama and pop pop. And then he said, you know, he, he pleaded with the black community like, hey, stop going out and smoking. Stop going out and drinking. Take care of your health. Well, she stands up. She's like, don't you think it was racist just to tell the black community to stop smoking and drinking? Yep. Shouldn't everybody? He's yeah. like, yeah, everybody should. What the fuck? He's like, but I'm trying to relate to these people. And then she's like, well, what about the term uh, Big Mama Pop Pop? That seemed very racist. He's like, that's what I use in my family. He's like, my kids call my grandpa Pop Pop. He's like, I called my grandma Big Mama. He's like, these are the terms I used. He's like, I'm just trying to relate to people to look out for them. Yeah. How are you? But it's, they go right to the call out culture, man. It's the call out culture. What the fuck? He's out there trying to help people and trying to get through to them somehow. You know, he's just, he's really just kind of grasping at straws, but he's trying to get through to people. And they're like, oh, don't you think that was racist? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. No, exactly, man. Yeah. No, that's the problem. And you see example after example after example of that. And it's, dude, it's in infuriating yeah and if you if you i started thinking about this because you you go back to like ted turner in the first 24-hour news cycle right 24-hour news and that was it was a that dude you gotta come up with so much bullshit content to fill 24-hour news now if you look at all the outlets nowadays they're all competing with each other for eyeballs and so they got to put out the most insane amount of content and stuff that gets attention yeah it gets clicks that gets retweets and reposts and gets people talking that you're going to sensationalize the most ridiculous shit to get fucking eyeballs yeah and it's 
It's a losing system. It's just a formula, man. It's just a fo- It is. Yeah. Dude, and you see it. It's funny. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's so frustrating. I see that fucking clickbait title formula on like jujitsu articles. Uh-huh. It's like embarrassing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, pass the knee shield if you learn this one trick or some stupid shit like that. And it's like, dude, this is it, like you like I understand. The problem is, though, is you have someone who is trying to apply this formula, right? Like, oh, this is what gets clicks. And so this is the formula. And so I'm just going to mindlessly apply this formula to to this. And, and it's just this mindless application of a formula. And that's what you see with a lot of this shit. It's like, yeah, okay, this formula usually works. Or, you know, maybe it doesn't, you know, but it's, it's, it's bullshit, but it's not causing as much harm. But dude, this is this formula is not working right now. Like you it's guys, dangerous. it's super dangerous, man. Yeah, having a fucking having a section of the media and a section of the population that is just sitting there, waiting, anything that fucking comes out of somebody's mouth or any action they take, they are just running it through the filter. Can I be offended by this, or can I, you know, assume offense for someone else yep. for this? Right? It's like, reporter, were you personally offended racially or are you trying to like fucking take on the offense that you feel other people should be feeling, right? Like what's, that's what you're fucking doing. Yeah. And like, man, this, that mindset is just, it's such bullshit in general. It's, it is. And, and there's so many people that just read the headlines because yeah. there's so many headlines. Yeah. You just read this headline like, oh, I got the answer. Let's go to the next article. Yeah, read the headline. And you just go from headline to Dude, headline. You try to read some of those articles. They're so goddamn fucking long. And it's like, what is the... Yep. Like, you can you can summarize a lot of this shit, man. Like, I don't need a 5,000-word article that's, you know... Like, just tell me what's going on. Like, why do you need 5,000 words? You don't. Like, what yeah. you're trying to do is paint a picture for me. You're trying to get me to interpret the data the same way that you are... And so that's why you need 5,000 words to walk this fucking thing down to lead me where you think that I should be. Mm-hmm. Rather than just telling me what the fuck is going on and letting me make up my own mind. And yeah, it's, so, so yeah, how do you, how do you keep up with it? You, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's insane. You don't have the time to keep up with it. No, I can't. That's my biggest thing. I can't wait till this is over just so I can go back to not paying attention to the fucking news. I know, dude. I can't wait till this shit's over. Yeah. It's... That's the yeah. worst thing for me. Yep. Yeah, I, dude, I hate paying attention to the news. And, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, I put on the corona, coronavirus task force briefings in the background. I listen to it, dude. Just like I say, I think it's kind of important. Yeah. And I think it's important for us to listen to what our leaders are saying firsthand. I don't want to hear this reporter's fucking... Interpretation. S- of interpretation it. of yeah. it because it's fucked up. Yeah. It's, they, it's so skewed with their opinion. So I need to hear from their mouth. Because when you listen to the podcast, the news podcast, the next day, it is so fucking skewed. If you don't believe me, I'll tell you motherfuckers exactly. So listen to these task force briefings, and the next day, download, uh, like, up, I think it's Up First. I think I forget what news channel that is. Uh, the Daily, the New York Times, and uh, the NPR one. There's You listen to those three. Compare what they are telling you to what you heard firsthand the previous day, and you will see my rage. It is maddening, dude. Yeah. It's it's so it's like, are you kidding me? But there's and that but that just goes on over and over yeah. and over again. It's not even the shit that they say, it's the shit that they ignore too. Yep. They willfully they ignore. Willfully ignore and certain t- things yep. and, and mischaracterize and, and, and take things out of context and yep. fucking blow them up like the whole I'm going to have the economy back and ripping to go by Easter. It was like, 
that's not what he said. Like, yes, that's what he said. But if you take the whole fucking context and you don't, you know, leave this out and you, you know, like, that's not what he meant. But dude, the how much play and how hard they pushed that whole narrative that Trump was just ignoring the, all the medical experts and was just targeting Easter to have the economy back and going was just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I know, I, my blood pressure, I can feel my blood pressure rising right now just thinking about it. Dude, I don't understand how they get away with it. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. And, but the thing is, there's people who are like, cause look, man, Trump's no angel. No. Right? He's not. I mean, he, he says shit, like he does, <laughs> he does shit too. But like, there's this weird, uh, like overreaction to just any little Thing. Like, he gets no fucking quarter. Like, yeah, I was watching, the, what was it, Vice News? Mm-hmm. And, I, man, I can't figure out Vice's angle, right? Like, it just no. seems like, let's just report the most catastrophic thing we can. Like, that's it. We're, we don't really have, you know, it's like, we're just trying to, like, tell you how this is a giant catastrophe. And, you know, one, they're taking away your rights. And two, everyone's dying. And three, I'm lonely because I can't hang out with people. And it's like... Wait, are they taking away our rights or are we trying to worry about, like, which is it, man? Like, you know, I guess it's cool that they're reporting. It just, it seems like it's just, what's the most negative fucking angle we can take here? And then uh, they had their 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 uh, Trump bashing section where they're like, uh, you know, oh, Trump, you know, keeps saying that, uh, that you know, these measures are working and that uh, no one could have seen this coming. But they're like, that isn't true because he was told on three separate occasions that a pandemic was a potential problem, you know, and they're like, you know, the Obama administration, you know, had a report for him and the CDC had a report for him. And, and it's like, man, like, if you don't have the context, like remember 9-11 in hindsight, they knew like, you know what I mean? Like you can connect the dots in hindsight and say you were warned. You had all the warning signs that this was going on. Now, I know some people still think that that was an inside job, but it was just, what are you supposed to do when you're, you're constantly getting warned? Like, hey, this is a danger. This is a danger. This is a danger. The odds of it happening are super small, but it's a danger. And then one time it comes up and it's like, oh, see, so you didn't listen to it. And it's like, dude, how many other things did we not listen to that also didn't come, right? And so this idea that like, you know, oh, he was supposed to know. And then they're all like, oh, in January, you know, he could have shut the country down. It's like, dude, people would have fucking screamed bloody murder. Well, he started limiting travel from China. Yes, from China. China. And they were having fits. Yes. They're like, oh, you can't do this. Can't this do is that. Racist. racist. And then now you hear the same people yes. complaining he didn't do it didn't soon enough. enough. Yep, didn't do enough soon enough. Like, you motherfucker. Exactly. I, I want to strangle the fuck yes, out of these Yes, man. People. It's fucking maddening. Dude, we're all on the same team. We should be rooting for us to survive and get through this as a whole, as a country. Yeah. But it's not that at all. Yeah. And the third thing, they they said that he doesn't deserve to take any credit for any lives saved because he didn't do enough soon enough. So what he's saying is like, look, you know, the projections say that X would have died if I had done nothing. You know, these measures have kept this down to this and now the projections are this. So therefore, you know, these measures are responsible for saving X number of lives. And they're like, he can't take credit for that because he could have done more and saved more people. So him comparing it to not doing anything and, and is, is bullshit. So he deserves no credit for anything that he's done. And he was warned 
you know, it's just like, dude, you people are fucking idiots. And, and it's dangerous the way that you guys are portraying this because impressionable young people who got no fucking clue what's going on are listening to this going like, oh, man, you know, Trump should have known. Fucking, he's a goddamn, uh what do we got? We got an emergency alert on my phone popping up. Uh-oh. Anything? Because of widespread presence of deadly coronavirus, Colorado has extended the stay-at-home order through April 26th. Please only leave home for medical care, work at critical workplace, or other necessary reasons. I thought it was already extended through the 26th. So did I, but apparently I needed to get that on my iPhone. They felt that they needed to. It's it's interesting that comes through even when your phone's on do not disturb. Yeah. It's forced on through. Yeah, just so you know. Because it is on do not disturb. Yeah. It's forced through. Anyways. Sorry. No, no, man. Well, we're going to be breaking the law. Yeah, I'm so glad we live where we do. I'm so glad that there are like pockets of, of, like, I don't know. Like, it's like, look, let's be reasonable about this. You know, I feel like Grand Junction and Fruit has done a, a good job of like, let's be reasonable about this. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I had to stop fucking going on Facebook because there's people that are fucking freaked out. Like, they want Grand Junction in this area on lockdown, like Denver. And it's like we're not fucking Denver, man. We're not we don't have density. We don't have the population. We don't have density. We don't, yeah, it's just, it's a totally different uh, thing. And yeah, it's so the fact that we still get to have some semblance. I mean, I mean there's motherfuckers that have been stuck in their, their fucking house or apartment for like weeks. Weeks. Just watching, yeah, one, like the, the, they're letting the lockdown in Wuhan or wherever where this started, like, you know, getting off of that. And there was this chick that had been in her apartment for 76 straight days. Yep. That's, that's insane. I, I can't even wrap my mind around. No. Like, you know, like I, yeah. Like, yes, but, you know, what, yeah. I don't, I, like, so we're lucky that we're, we're not in that point. But I don't know, man. Like, what do you do? I, I, mean, thing, I don't, it's, it's so weird. What do you do? What do you do? All you can do is gather as much information as you can, make up your own mind, and try to make your best decisions. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, Switzerland, they haven't shut down. Nope. They're going the other way. They're going the herd immunity route. Yep. Yeah. Like, let's let's run it. Let's, let's see what happens. It. Just take measures to keep the vulnerable people safe. Yep. And, if you're, and let people do their thing. Because shutting down the economy may be more dangerous than doing all this crazy shit. We're doing so much damage to the economy yeah. right now. And, yeah. And it's not... Yeah, you know, knock on wood, hopefully it keeps going. Like, they're not falling apart. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was the weird thing, man. Like, there's just, there's just nowhere that's not being affected. Like, you can't look anywhere and go, all right, who's not losing their mind? Like, you know, usually it's us. But it's like, no, we're not it, man. We're not the bastion of fucking sensibility in this. And it's like, who, who is? Like, you know, it's like Switzerland. Like, is that where I'm going to move? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just feel, I feel a little disappointed, man. You know, it's like you, you think, it, you know, it's, like I said, it's one thing if you're in like Ecuador or something and, and you see, it's like, yeah, well, I'm in a fucking military run Central American country. Like, I, yeah, I know what's going to happen. You know, I'm in America. Like, I thought I knew kind of how this would go down and this is nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, what the fuck, man? Like, what is this? Where do we live? Like, what's next? Like, what, if all these things that I thought were uh, part of 
Normal life. Normal, not even normal life, man. But just there's just so much about this whole thing that's un-American. And 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 maybe that's the problem. Like what it means to be an American has changed, and I'm just like you know okay. old school, whatever. But not, not, I'm not letting it change. It just feels like I I don't know. Like what, yeah, do you, oh no, I I agree with you. Yeah, I I agree with you, but fuck. There's just a fucking you know bad taste in my mouth. Like you know maybe some of these things need to be done, but just the way that they've been done and the just acceptance that people have had for it is just it seems so un-American. It's like, this is not what this country was founded on, man. And this whole idea of like, oh, you got to save lives. And it's like, listen, we can, you want to have that discussion? Let's have it, right? Like, don't drive your car. Don't fucking, like, there's so many things that, that, you know, don't eat avocados from Mexico because they contribute, like, you know, there's the fucking cartels run those things and and people get killed and they contribute to a bunch of shit. How far do you want to go with this? Right. Yes. Yes, exactly. How far do you want to go with this? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, man, your odds of catching the coronavirus are so small. Like even like people act like everyone's going to get this. But I, I was reading somewhere like even after this whole thing passes, the thing is like ninety five percent of the countries will still have not had it. And and so and that's you know uh, so your odds of even of catching it are so fucking small. And then your odds of dying from it if you do catch it are so small. Like that was the other thing that Michael Shermer was talking about. Like legitimately, like that like. Why is California not blowing up, right? Like it probably swept through California already. Yep. It's, it's like these areas that you think should be blowing up and aren't probably had it already. And so like, but that changes all of the numbers. It changes like, okay, well, if there's this many it people. changes that, yes, bottom, denominator. that bottom denominator. Yeah. And, and, and that bottom denominator is so fucking important mm-hmm. to, for the scare tactic. Because if that bottom denominator shrinks, then all the models shrink, all the projections shrink, all these things shrink, and and, all, and the fear shrinks. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, like, have that. And so it, that, that's the thing that, that bothers me. Like, there, like no one's no one's really saying that. You know, again, like that's it was good to hear like him and Joe talking about things. And I'm like, yes, these things seem logical. Why are more people not talking about these things? And maybe I'm fucking missing something, but yeah, that, it, it seems like some of these things are logical and people are just like not, they don't want to see it. They're just fucking missing it. Missing it. Missing it. So. I know, man. It's, it is. It's maddening. Yeah. Because you, you start questioning yourself. Like you said, am I missing? What am I missing? So then you, you start digging and you're like, dude, I'm not missing anything. No. Like, and I'm not overly educated in these certain areas I'm just I have same access to information everybody else does and I go look at it and I, and I come up with my conclusions and I'm like why why is my conclusion seem not the norm yeah and I don't I don't get it yeah I don't get it I'm not I'm not yeah it's I think man I mean a huge problem is that how many people live in cities because mm-hmm. if you think about it, like their concerns and their problems are different than ours they just fucking are but they're the ones that are driving a lot of this. It's like, how do we contain this and control this in these densely populated urban areas? And, you know, that's, it just, it, I guess what it seems to me, you know, and, and those are the big concerns because that's where you don't want these things fucking busting loose or, or whatever it is. And, but it just, it seems like the, the response 
you know, makes sense in certain cases, but not in other cases. And again, it's like, but we can't uh, have different things. They're going to have to. That's the only way you can open things back up. Like we're gonna, eventually going to have to have those discussions and get to that point. But like, again, I would like, what is, how would you rather handle the situation? I think this says a lot about like your core thoughts, like philosophy as to what you value. Do you tell the at-risk groups that, hey, you're at risk and you're under, uh, you know, restrictions? Or do you tell everyone, you need this thing on your phone. And this thing tracks everyone. And it keeps tracking. If you're, because that's how they're doing it over, that was what they were talking about doing, how they're doing it over in, in like South Korea or China or whatever it is. And it's like, so now everyone has to get tracked. And that's how you do it, right? So... Which one of these two solutions is better? Everyone being under government surveillance or the government singling out specific groups and telling them, look, we're you're placing restrictions risk, on you. We're looking out for you, you're higher risk. Yes. Which yeah. one is the solution? And, and man, the thing that fucking frightens me is I just it just seems to me that our politicians and way too many people are would be fucking happy with the second one. Yeah, because they don't want to look like the asshole. No, they don't want to look like the asshole telling Fuck something that. wrong. And, and there's so many people out there that... that think that that makes them safe. I got the little green thing on my fucking phone. It tells me I'm safe. Right? <laughs> no one that I've been in contact with has had it. I don't, you know what I mean? So this, this is safety right here. And I want to know that I am safe. And so I'm, yes, please sign me up. In fact, if you can implant it in my fucking arm, that'd make it even better. So yes, please. And it, like that fucking scares the shit out of me, man. Yep. Scares the shit out of me. People that should not be frightened about this are, would be, more likely to lean towards fucking give me the implant because you tell me it'll help make me safe. It's like, dude, fuck your safety. Fuck your safety. But that's why we live in a democracy, I guess. If more people are wanting safety than freedom, we just kind of have to... And you know the other thing? That's what I was thinking too, man. <laughs> this is what drives me nuts too, right? Okay, you remember after 9-11 and the Patriot Act, okay? Uh-huh. And everyone, like... The, the same fucking people that today are so for all of these, you know, draconian measures that just trample everyone's civil liberties were the same ones who are saying like, no, you can't wiretap people that you think are involved in a terrorist plot and, and it's time sensitive. It's not fair for you to take Abdul Hussein Jibad from fucking, <laughs> you know, Syria who has death to America on his t-shirt and single him out in an airplane line and go ask him and not also talk to Grandma Smith over there. Like, that's not fair. And Guantanamo Bay to detain these fucking people. You know, what the fuck? Like, you guys are blowing up the, 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 the danger factor. You guys are trying to scare people with this war on terrorism in order to encroach on our civil liberties, right? These are the same motherfuckers who are all on board with all this shit going on yep. and are ratting out their neighbors mm-hmm. over it too. And it's like, how do you not see like that this is a bigger violation of all of that shit? Because it's 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 more sensitive, James. It is. We're not we're not hurting people's feelings. Right. It doesn't have to do with like actual fucking logic and no. consistency of thought. And it's all about feeling. And a general a, a principles that we apply to a situation regardless of how it makes us feel. Nope. Gotta nope. protect the feelings. Yes. So this makes us feel good mm-hmm. because we can, you know, say that we're saving people. And that makes me feel good. That me staying home is contributing to saving people. I'm a hero. Mm-hmm. I get to be a hero 
for doing nothing. Like that is the fucking that is exactly what this generation's kind of hero is. That's why they're so pumping their fist about it. Yeah. And get on their moral high horse. They get to go out at eight o'clock at night and scream and howl with each other and it's like, oh yeah, man, we're all fucking heroes. Hey, fucking goddamn it. No you're not. No you're, no, you're not. not. No you're not. No. I mean, if you're staying home and you're fuming over this, then you still have the fucking embers of a hero in you. But man, no. If you're sitting at home like a goddamn just it, it, it's they're they're contained. Like contained and cowardly. Right? I'm afraid to go outside. I'm gonna get the coronavirus and die. You know what I mean? It's fucking cowardly, motherfucker. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. It's not how you live your life. It's not how you live. It's not how you live your life. Man, especially if you don't have risk factors. It's just, it's not fucking, it's bullshit. It's not living. It's not living your life. No. And, and you can't, you're going outside, eating fucking fast food, driving your car. Like, there's so many things that are have more risk than this that, that, that they're just going to fucking keep doing. That it's like, see, inconsistency of your principle of thought, man. And that's what's fucking scary. Is anyone can come along and just do a little dance and get y'all fired up. And you're just like, we're going with that guy. In the meantime, a few of us in the back going, like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, that dude's, like, saying different shit than what we all were saying last week. Ah, oh, it doesn't matter. He's making us feel good. So. Fuck your feelings. Fuck your feelings, man. Yeah. This is not good. Like, if, if we need to do it, that's fine. But we shouldn't be fucking happy about it. And that, that's the thing. It's like, how many people are happy about it? It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, no. This is not good. But. I know, dude. It's heavy. <laughs> I know, it's dude. Heavy. Speaking of heavy, so did you see that story? There's a hard shift, but about that guy breaking into Anthony Smith's house, the UFC fighter. No, you didn't see that. No. Oh, I'm glad we get to talk about it. Granted, we're this is breaking news a week late. Yeah. So everybody that's listening to this has probably heard this by now. This goes to show that you should have a fucking firearm to protect your family, man. Like I'm in like. You may, people may think this is crazy. Let me tell you this story. So Anthony Smith, he's a light heavyweight UFC top, probably top five, if not top 10, if not top five in the world. Yeah. Bad motherfucker, man. He, you know, fights at 205, so he walks around 230 pounds, 240 pounds, I would have to assume easily. Mm-hmm. A stud athlete. Man, probably one of the toughest guys on the fucking planet. Some dude breaks into his house. And uh, the guy, I get apparently the guy is about 170 pounds, 160, 170 pounds, mining your size. Breaks into his house. Anthony Smith gets into a scrap with this dude. Can't take him out. Like, he said he was beating the fuck out of this dude for six minutes before the cops came. I mean, landed, one time mounted on him, punching him, elbowing him, kneeing him. The dude kept getting up, kept coming at him, kept getting up. Because he's probably on PCP. Yeah. Comes to find out the guy was a pretty stud high school wrestler that, you know, Made some bad choices in his life, and now he's taking PCP and breaking into houses. But a two hundred and fucking a professional athlete that hurts people for a living could not stop this dude. Couldn't stop him. And his interview was insane, dude. It's it's terrifying. He's like, dude. He's like, I was landing everything I wanted. He's like, I've dropped huge human beings with the amount of force I was. And I do it. He's like, this dude wouldn't stop. He's like, elbows, knees. He's like, I would, he's like, I started to get so concerned that this dude was going to outlast me. Like his, his, his wife, his mother-in-law, his kids are in the house. He's like, if this dude wears me out and hurts me, what's going to happen to my family? Before the, so he yelled to his mother-in-law to bring him a knife because he was going to, he's like, dude, I got to stab this guy. Yeah. He's like, yeah. So you take a professional athlete 
that they can't take out a, a normal sized guy that does have a, a little bit of a wrestling background, but he's on PCP. You can't take him out. What the fuck do you think you or I is gonna do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Shoot that motherfucker. Get yourself a fucking shotgun. You ain't even got to be good with aiming. <laughs> Just point it in the direction of somebody in your house, and he's gonna stop. You don't want to get into a fight with somebody in your house. Yeah. But yeah, dude, insane. <laughs> you listen to he, he's done a couple interviews. There's you know stories written up about it. Uh yeah, dude. He said he could, because then you ask him, why could, why didn't he just like choke him out? Yeah. You know, that's what I would think, because you know, choke he him out. Back and- he He said he couldn't hold him down. The dude, you know, the dude just kept getting up. He couldn't hold him down long enough to strangle him. Well, like you said, the, the guys, the guy who broke into his house, his name has even come out. His name was like Luke Haberman. He was a pretty decent Nebraska wrestler in yeah. high school. So, yeah, I mean, you take a decent, you know, fairly stud high school wrestler, good. If he doesn't want you to keep him down and then he's on PCP, good luck. Yeah. You're not keeping him down. Uh, yeah. he good fucking luck man and so yeah he, he was in a fight for literally a fight for his life man. And, and he's in great shape right now he's in training camp so you know Anthony Smith is in top shape yeah 230 pounds and he couldn't stop 160 170 pound man think about that one man hmm yeah I'm glad I got my shotgun at home now shotgun yeah yeah man that's a that's a tough decision to make it's a tough decision to make man you know like that that is like I'm sure He's happier. Like if you gave him a choice, would you rather have gone through that, or would you rather just had a fucking gun and shot him? You know, and I, I I'll, I, I don't want to be speaking for him, but I'll almost guarantee you that he's happy he didn't have to kill someone. But that's only in the end result. No, no, I'm just saying, like he didn't know. I, obviously, in the moment, you don't know, but in hindsight, right? Like if there's a, if there's any way for you to make it through it without having to kill the dude and without you know, you or anyone else getting hurt or killing the guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that goes without saying, though. Right, you know, right, yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's extremely obvious. But yeah. you don't know that going into the scrap. No, no, no. What if there's somebody else in the house? What if he has a knife? So yeah. now you got somebody with PCP and a knife? Yep. You're fucked. Oh, yeah. No, you don't even want to have those questions. Because if someone breaks into your house at night, that is ill intent. Right. Because they know you're home. Yeah. And they just don't give a fuck. Shoot that motherfucker. Yeah. You don't have a discussion with him. You no. You shoot that motherfucker. Cut him in half with a fucking shotgun. End of story, man. Yeah. Just like that. Like, yeah. You, know, you don't you don't square up with him. Be like, hey, let's slap. No, man. I'm gonna but, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think there's a middle ground. Like I think that Anthony Smith may have fallen into the trap. It's like, dude, why didn't you grab something and start beating the fuck out of him with something? Maybe he didn't have time. No, he's an MMA fighter, and he thinks okay. that I can knock the fuck out of this guy. Because I'm an MMA fighter, and that's my weapon. Which you can understand that. No, 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 I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just saying that, like, his MMA confidence in his MMA blinded him to the fact that I'm not here in a fight. This is, there's no referee here. Mm. No one's gonna say shit if I grab that fucking thing over there and start beating him over the fucking head with it. You know what I mean? But he's but an no MMA fighter. Say, but no one's gonna say shit if that guy does that to you. Right, right, right. But you don't have to kill him. If you start beating the fuck out of somebody with, you know, it's different than hitting, like it is. It just is, man. Is. You get a couple good blows on the head, like with a bat or, with something. Bat or something solid, and you're going to slow that motherfucker down. Right. And so, or even just like, I mean, a knife or a fucking something, a weapon, just some of some sort that you're able to use because again i'm not wanting to square up with this guy no no, no. we're not here to fucking square up this isn't a fight there's no octagon there's no referee Mm -hmm. but you know what i mean but that's he's trained to do that right 
And so his training kicked in, which may have, again, in that instance, not have been the best training, right? Like I guarantee you a fucking special ops guy or like someone who's trained in like that shit. Yeah. They would have fucking poked that dude's eyes out. Like there's so many other things that you can do to like make someone understand like this is ending now and it's going to end violently. And if you keep coming at me, I'm going to, it's, you're going to lose more fucking vital parts possibly yeah no there is but there is that like that's why those techniques exist you know so it's uh it uh yeah because it's funny man i've thought about it like i'm torn because you know like i don't have a gun and i'm all I'm, I'm thinking like you know if you have a gun then using a gun is an option and so would you put yourself in a situation that you wouldn't otherwise put yourself in because you think that using that gun is an option I disagree. Someone coming into your house uninvited at night has put you in that situation. Right. And I want a solution ending option to Man, that. I would say like that is probably one of the most extreme examples. I would say like exactly. that's probably one of the more black and white yep. examples. And even then, you know, you I would think that there would be a fucking verbal warning and perhaps a fucking warning shot or something before you just like step around the corner and blast somebody. I I see where you're going with this line of rationale. And I do, because once you have introduced a gun into the situation, the whole world changes. Yeah. I'm speaking to this example. Exactly. Someone breaking into your house. Yep. Verbal warning. Shoot that motherfucker. That to me, no question. I don't give a fuck. There's no other and I wouldn't fault you for that. I wouldn't no, say like you're wrong for doing that. There's no other option in my mind. Yeah. If you have that option, you have a firearm and someone's in your house at night, shoot that motherfucker. Yeah. Simple, dude. It, it, to me, it's simple. The ramifications might fuck you up psychologically. Very well, maybe. Right. I'm willing to take that gamble, man. If so, Now, if you introduce a gun into a situation where someone's in your front yard, like you, we, we can throw all sorts exactly. of variables. Shit yeah, gets yeah, weird. Yeah. Shit yeah. gets really weird, really quick, really gray. Someone in your house at night, to me, black or white, man. Yeah. Shoot that motherfucker until he's done moving. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. I I, I, I'll, I don't, I won't ever waver on that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't disagree. I just, you know, the, it, it is, uh, yeah. Because again, you don't know what's going to happen. There is no guarantee on the, the end result. There isn't. But there man, is a guarantee you, you pull that trigger. Yeah. And you know you're the one on the correct end of that gun. Yep. And then your family's on the correct end of that gun. Yep. And that asshole who's on PCP is not. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Or the asshole on PCP gets it, takes a fucking shot and gets it from you. That is, it <laughs> is a fucking possible, man. So. So there is that possibility. Yeah. I just, I, that's one of those situations I don't think that there's a. There's not a right or there's wrong. There's not a right or wrong. You got to, you got to, again, like this, you got to take the information at hand and yep. make your best decision. Yeah. You can't, you can't chastise somebody for their decision. Yeah. You know, and it's, no, I'm not a huge firearms guy, man. I, I, I just bought mine. The, this whole pandemic kind of got me thinking and just remember our discussion after I was laying there feeling vulnerable after my knee surgery. So yeah, I, put yeah, a, yeah. I put a knife next to my bed. <laughs> you know, as I get older and I realizing I'm not invincible, I start feeling more and more vulnerable. Yeah. So I want to shore, shore that up. Yeah. Maybe it's because mentally weak in that area. I don't know. But I have that. I I'm afforded that uh, uh, option in in this great place that we live. Yeah, I'm gonna take that option. Yeah. No, man. I 
I, I it's uh I think that having a gun is good. It's just like the home defense one is like you know if you're not keeping it where it's accessible and loaded, you know that it it makes that scenario a little bit more uh, iffy. You know what I mean? It's not like you're sleeping with a fucking loaded gun under your pillow. At least I, I don't know, maybe you are. But like I wouldn't because I got kids. You got kids. You know, family. And so for me, like introducing a gun in the house again it's has a big a question. Totally different. Yep. Thing. And if I did, like I said, it would be in a position to where, like, I don't know that I would have, like, you know, uh, how, how would I access it and get it all ready super yeah. quick if there was, like, that type of emergency situation. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, Yeah, that's I mean, where... that's a big discussion. And there's, there's uh, you know, firearms experts that are on different, have different viewpoints of that. And, yeah, believe me, I've looked into it, read, I've talked to people. Yeah, so what do you do? Okay, so in that situation, you have a firearm. At night, do you have it loaded, safety on, ready to go next to your bed? Then every morning, do you unload it, put the safety on, put it back in the safe at night before you go to bed, repeat the process again and again? Is that the correct way to do it? Some people say yes. You know, and those are all decisions you have to make. Oh, yeah. And you can't take those decisions lightly. No. I mean, you got to be responsible for, you know, yeah. a firearm owner like, yeah. if you're going to have it. And these are thoughts you have to have. You don't just buy it, load it, and throw it on your bed like a fucking asshole. Right. Well, there's people that do that. But yeah, especially once there's kids, man. You got a crazy rambunctious seven-year-old running around, and he's got friends over. Like, yeah, you can't be that fucking asshole, yeah. man. You got you got to lock that thing up. Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah. You got to do it even, you know, me, I don't, I live by myself. I, I got safety measures in place. I bought, you know, trigger locks and different things, you know. It's still, I'm not going to be that irresponsible asshole. Right. And just, Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, there's scales. There's varying scales on that. I know, man. And it's a big discussion, and it's it not is. a decision you take lightly. No, I don't think that there's. Because again, what if they have a gun? Exactly. But if the, what if they have a gun? It'd be nice to have one too. No, it would be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's. Uh... There's not very many. So in that situation, I can't think of a scenario to where it's better to not have a gun. Yeah. No, I always go back to the old True Romance, which I don't know if you've seen it yet. Not but, yet. Uh, I still yeah, not yeah, that the the line. It's better to have a gun and not need it than need a gun and not have it. Yep. It's like yeah, it's true with a lot of things in life. So no, I always you can always default to that. You know, yep, all things being equal, it's better to have one and not need it than need it and not have it for sure. But uh, it's yeah, it's an interesting discussion because I yeah, it's especially with that. I do think that. Probably, you know, his MMA skills blinded him a little bit to some of the yeah, alternatives. He could, yeah, maybe he could have gouged some eyes. Yeah. You know, but he's such an athlete in a sport that doesn't enter his mind. Well, he, yeah, his training kicks his tra- in. His training kick, you know, just on instinct. So yeah. his instinct isn't to bite the guy. Right. You know, it isn't, it isn't to get, put a thumb in his eye socket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. There's obviously we're armchair. No, totally, 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 yeah. yeah so, yeah. Um, I mean, but the way it turned out was really perfect. Right. No, his family yeah. was safe. He was safe. That guy didn't lose his life. Hopefully he can course correct. Yeah. Um, but that's all retrospect. You know, no, yeah. Yeah. I would have rather seen the story that Anthony Smith grabbed his gun and shot the motherfucker and lived happily ever after. <laughs> Personally. I, I, I mean, I'd, not to be a dickhead, not trying to be funny. Like, I, yeah. I, I really do. I, I think that would have been the correct solution. If that asshole, yeah. if that asshole's willing to do that... Fuck him. Yeah. That's it, dude. Since I've lived here in this in this valley, I've been here 13 years now, going on 14, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there's been two instances. One, like a neighborhood over from mine, 
where somebody kicked in that make my day law and shot that motherfucker. And that that's what the judge said. Nope, make my day. Your life or your family was in danger. Yeah. And I love Colorado for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So, it happens, man. It does. It does. I will say I, I I'm I'm glad that I'd rather see that he didn't. You know, I I hate because man, that's a cycle. That's a heavy psychological toll. Not on, not just on him, but his fucking wife and kids, and his mom yep. were there. Yep. Like that would have been as freaky as that was, dude. To fucking blow a dude in half. Uh, in your house, that nobody rides for free. Man. No, man. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I I hear what you're saying because on some level, you're right. Like if that dude's willing to do that, it, then on some level it is like no mercy, man. Like okay, you're coming in here with the intention of no mercy. So, you know, you can't turn around and start crying like a little bitch if you realize that things aren't going your way. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know, I, I definitely hear hear that. What if, because what if you broke into some average Joe's house that wasn't Anthony Smith? Yeah. And then he just fucked that dude up. Yeah. And then he was so fueled up on PCP and rage, I just fucked this dude up. Where's his kids? Where's his wife? Yeah. What if it wasn't Anthony Smith, 230-pound professional athlete? Nope. Shoot that motherfucker. Shoot that motherfucker. Yeah, it is. It's rough, man. I, I, it I, is. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a smartass about it. Or no, do it. I don't think you are. I don't think you are. It's, and I just, like I said, it's it's a, just on a philosophical, on the, you know, I don't know what I'd do with the body, Rob. You know, on that, <laughs> on that fucking level. It is. Because, like, like, there's no free rides in this life. No. What is the long-term <laughs> consequences of that? Yeah. Because if you do that, I... Obviously, I've never taken a man's life, but I bet you you're going to live with that for the rest of your life, man. You're going to wake up seeing that guy's face. Yeah. You know, it's going to haunt you. You're going to have to go to therapy for that shit. It's not, and your kids are going to have to. Like, it's it's not a free, it's not a free solution. No. You know, it's... Yeah, I think that's why, I mean, just average people knowing how to, I think non-lethal solutions are, like, they're fucking super important, yep. you know? Yeah, I mean, because then you can have that discussion. Okay, you can have a shotgun, you can put a beanbag. You, like, you, you can load five I just rock- mean, like, just your ability to choke someone the fuck out. Right. You know what I mean? Like, average guy. You said, like, the average guy goes in, and it's like, well, your average guy is a fucking piece of shit. You know what I mean? And that's just a problem in itself. <laughs> right. Okay, so, you know, but, like, just the average person having some sort of self-defense skills. And, man, as silly as it sounds, like... God, you know, it's got me thinking. It's like, really, like what I should have is uh, my fucking buddy used to call it the jick stick, the just-in-case stick. <laughs> and you'd have a fucking like wooden, you know, thick wooden dowel or like, a, you know, a little baseball bat. And that's what you call it. Kept it by his door. It's like, that's the jick stick, man. Just in case you need it. It's like, hmm, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And like, something like that is, in my mind, a, a decent middle ground. You, you know what works really well that What's I that? have in my house? What's that? An old uh, wire coat hanger. Yeah. You want to bend that thing and bend it to about, you know, two and a half foot long. You whack somebody with a metal coat hanger. Oh, yeah. That will fuck their day up. Like a fucking, like an antenna off a car. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. their attention quick. I got one stretched out hanging in my house. Yeah. I got a knife. I got a bat. Yeah. 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 Those are good options. Yeah. Dude, yeah, a metal, yeah. metal coal hanger is a good one, man. <laughs> Non-lethal fucking home invader options. Yeah, yeah I agree with you, though, man. Somebody comes in, it's like, it, yeah. yeah I, I'll, if, I had a, if I had a gun and somebody broke in my house at night and I fucking said, get the fuck out, and they started coming at me, like, I'd shoot them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly, I think, how it should go. You say, get the fuck out. Yep. And if they turn and run, yep. you accomplish your task. Yeah. You didn't have to shoot anybody. Yeah. 
But this story here, they come at you though. It's well, like, that, you know, Anthony Smith says he, he he saw the guy, he yelled at him. The dude turned and flexed and let out this primal scream, like like it was just deeper than he had anything and heard, and flexed and came running at him. Put your mind on that. Imagine that. You see some dude in your living room, you're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And the dude just turns and flexes dude, like fucking. I gotta be honest, if you know what my reaction would have been, where's the knife? I wouldn't have stood there and squared up with that motherfucker. Maybe you didn't have a choice. A time. It was in like the It could have been a time room. or whatever, yeah. But I'm just didn't like, have time. It was in yeah. the computer room. I just, the, the kitchens. Again, armchair motherfucker. Like, yeah. it's like I said, it's that middle ground. Like, I don't have a gun, but man, I would have been like, I ain't fighting this guy. I am not trying to fight this guy. I'm not doing jujitsu with this motherfucker. I am finding a goddamn weapon, and I am hurting this motherfucker badly. Badly. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been, like, if I'd have seen, again, I'm, the, the t- space and all that, I just got to think, again, I'm not talking bad, like, nine times out of ten, it's great, but you, again, training kicks in, you see some fucking dude flex and come running at you in your house, and you're a fucking trained MMA fighter, what do you do? Back to your training. Back to your training, you're not fucking looking for a fucking knife, you're not looking for a weapon, you know, because you're confident in your ability to handle this smaller person who you're pretty sure is not as, uh, as good as you are at hand-to-hand combat. And whereas me, I'm like, fuck that shit. Where is a goddamn knife or a stick or something to beat the fuck out of this guy? And if I get him down, I'm getting up and looking for another one, you know? And it's like, again, you say, I say that, right? I don't know what the fuck I do in the actual thing. I mean, you think about how much self-defense training you've done to how much jiu-jitsu training you've done. Your instincts would kick in. Yeah, you'd go full jujitsu mode. No, I know, but my my it wouldn't be to get a triangle on the guy and choke him out. <laughs> you wouldn't go bare and bubble him. No, or, or even just like yeah. I gotta be honest with you, like I would try once to fucking you know mount the guy and get on his back, and when I realized like man, this dude's not like stopping. stopping I, I need a weapon. Mm-hmm. I need a weapon. I'm mean, that's it. He gets one chance at jujitsu, and then it's like weapon time, mm-hmm. and that's all. That's you know the original equalizer. You know, like guns take it to the the immediately lethal. Yep. level but uh yeah but that again this the thing is is whether i have a gun or whether i have a knife or, or what it is like dude yeah you tell someone get out of here and they charge you no it's time it's we're time. Th- we're not having a fair fight here i'm Fuck no. no 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 this is gonna i'm grabbing fingers and breaking i'm fucking poking out eyeballs like it's it's gonna be ugly and it's because i'm scared as fuck mm-hmm. this ain't me talking because no. i'm some bad motherfucker and i'm like i'm, I'm so tough i'd fucking take this guy down it's like no dude i'd be scared as fuck and i would be f- like fighting for my fucking life like scared you would be it would be fighting yeah. for your life right? yeah it would be anything i it would be yeah ugly like that's my thing man i hate getting into fights because i don't want to you know we've talked about this a little bit like you know you had a little bit different background where you know fighting was a little bit normal you know for me i'm always like you know like dude i don't want to have to kill someone and and if you get into a fight like that's where it could how go. How far do you stretch? How it far out? is it going to go? Just like we talked about, how far are we taking this? Yeah, how far are we taking this? You know, like where are we going with this? And so, like, I I, I want to enter violence so violent, so well, so so cautious. Like I, I don't want to do it, but man, when it's time to do it, you fucking go a hundred percent. And yeah, and that's that's uh that's a scary it's, it's fear. Like that's the fucking fight or flight kicking in where you're like, all right, man, it's time to fight for my life. And, and those are like, yeah. So it's funny, man. That's it's, you'd think that a trained MMA fighter would take that dude out, but it's one of those weird instances where you could almost point to being a trained MMA fighter as perhaps 
triggering a an, an instinct that wasn't the best one in that case. Yep. So yeah, you could you could make that argument. But I'd rather be Anthony Smith though. It's going yeah, good for that. him. Man. All it things all, being equal, it all ended well. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah but it makes you think. It it's does. And there's a lot of philosophical questions to ask yourself. You know, thinking about that situation. Yeah. And it's easy to sit back and oh, what about this? What about this? Yeah. yeah it's weird, man. Weird times. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're before the grace of God go I, and that the the saying it's like man, you know, only the grace of God keeps me from experiencing that same thing. So and hope to God none of us experience exactly. That. That's the only thing. The best thing to do is like hope that yeah, you never have to make that decision. So, but uh, anyways, anyways, you do. So where are we at on time, man? Uh, it's ten after ten. Is it? We doing uh grumpy guy? We call yeah. We're gonna see what we call rat man. Yeah, eat, eat a little bit and. Train. ready yeah what uh just when i had to give a talk i guess just like last thing before we head out i thought it'd be good to share with everybody how to give a talk to a high school mountain bike team on staying motivated to train right so the coach contacted me and it's uh you know kind of similar to what a lot of people like jujitsu right like a big aspect of jujitsu for a lot of people is a social aspect mm-hmm. and you know getting to go and train with your friends and see your friends um, a lot of people, the competition side of it's very motivating. You're training for a competition, got something circled on the calendar. And so, you know, without those things, it can be tough to stay motivated to keep training and, you know, start slipping into bad habits, like watching too much Tiger King and shit like that. <laughs> can you watch too much Tiger King though? <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe, that's what we, maybe that's just the fucking quarantine talking. Hey, we need to pool our government stimulus money and buy a fucking tiger. You can get them for apparently for like three or four grand. Yeah. And the Wilsons, you're gonna you and Kelly, you're just gonna get twelve hundred bucks. You get another five hundred dollars for your kids. Well, I have a little over three grand. And I got twelve hundred. I was gonna get a hot tub and I'll a tiger. Pit, I'll pitch in on it. We could have a grumpy guy tiger. But yeah. you guys, you guys got to keep it here. Uh, I don't know if I really. I want don't have that. the yard for it, man. <laughs> My yard's pretty small. <laughs> anyways, so anyways, no grumpy guy tiger. Yeah, but uh, sorry. So you know, like, like I said it. Uh, it's a good question because a lot of shit's up in the air. And so I had a couple pieces of advice for him. I thought it might be interesting to hear your, your thoughts. Because it is, right? I mean, would you agree? Yep. Like, it, it, we're, it, if you're not able to go roll, you're not able to train with your friends. Like, How do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated to do something and, and not start losing everything? And, the, and there's a lot of shit you can do uh, just kind of keep things going. So, I, I you know, my, my main things was one, like, Focusing on, you know, the, uh, the process versus the outcome. And, you know, a lot of us focus too much on the outcome, you know, whether you want to place a certain place at a tournament or you're, you know, even just rolling, right? Like, you know where you sit in the pecking order. So like seeing yourself gaining on somebody or trying to keep somebody from gaining on you, man, it's motivational, Mm -hmm. right? So without that achievement thing, but those are kind of outcome things. So like, what's the process of being good at jujitsu and there's so many things that you can still control with that like eating well getting enough sleep you know you can still do all sorts of training outside of the gym watching videos and stuff to kind of keep your mind sharp so but that's the process of being good at jujitsu and you know for a lot of us man we really control a lot of that still like would you agree yep yeah Yeah. you still have a lot of control over that yeah yeah so focusing on your process instead of the outcome and um the uh, man, the other thing was just that like jujitsu is just a manifestation of a commitment to self improvement, right? Like, self improvement should be a habit, mm-hmm. 
And again, like jujitsu is just part of that habit. And so without jujitsu, you know, we've talked about it before. Like if somebody's going to quit jujitsu, it's totally different. If you say, look, it's just a different season in my life. I'm going to go do climbing instead. I just really like that. It's like, man, I hate to see you go, but you're still pursuing something. You're feeling something versus like jujitsu is hard to quit. It's like, man, that's, that's different. It's different. different. Yeah, you're just quitting. That, that's being a little bitch about it. Like that, that shows that you have no commitment to self improvement. And so, you know, like just just realizing that, I guess, and like doubling down, like you're, you know, your training and how you approach that. Um, like, you know, if you're a jujitsu player, like you do that twenty, you're, you're that twenty four seven. Like the breakfast you eat should be influenced by how is this going to impact my training. You know, like all of that shit. And so. Uh, you know, we've talked about some of this stuff before, but I think it's just good for people to to think about it again because, uh, yeah, if your motivation is in the wrong place, it can be real easy to lose it versus kind of having the habits and the discipline built in that, you know, uh, it, it doesn't even, it makes not training not even a choice. You know, it's like, yeah, I know I could do it, but that's just not who I am. That's just not what I do. And... But uh, yeah, I don't know if you had any thoughts or other advice um, or anything. Yeah, well, I mean, I, yeah, I could go off on this a lot because, yeah, it just even though you're stuck at home, let's say, and you can't, your jiu-jitsu gym's closed, you still need to do something fucking difficult every day. Challenge yourself, man. Don't be a little bitch. Don't use this as an excuse just to sit around and watch TV and eat shit food. No, you should still be getting better and stronger every day. Yeah. Every fucking day. You can still... What, you're not creative? You can't come up with a workout? You don't have a pull-up bar for some fucking reason? Go do burpees till your face falls off. You know what I mean? There's no excuse for you to get out of shape. No. I don't want to hear it. You know, it's, I, I don't have much sympathy in this. Like, do something difficult every fucking day. Bottom line. And then when you when the gym opens back up, you're going to see which one of your training partners lived that and which ones didn't. Yeah. And do you want to be the guy who didn't? I know you just said don't be outcome-based, but hey. Let's face it. No, yeah. Some people need that. Your gym's going to open back up and you're going to get back to training. Yeah. Do you want to be the guy that improved himself over this quarantine? You want to come back from this quarantine and your, all your training partners will be like, God damn, I don't remember this much. Is this guy this much stronger or did I just let myself go this much? Yeah. You want your training partners thinking that. You want them questioning to themselves, fuck, I really let myself go. Oh, maybe they didn't let themselves go, but you came in stronger. You came in better. So that, that's how I think about it. Like, yeah. Oh, fucking get after it, man. Yeah. Yeah. These are the times that separates people. Yep. Yeah. Do something sure. difficult every day, man. And now, right there, should be motivating. Like knowing that you're doing something that most people won't is motivating to me. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, like okay, cool. Like even if I don't want to do this, just knowing that I'm getting a leg up on somebody else who's not willing to do it, but just you know listens to that little inner bitch. Yep. Is that's motivating right there. So. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of other motivating factors for training, but yeah, I mean, you, there's so many things you can do, and it really that that Donnerher solo drills uh, video, it's free and lots of great shit on that. So even just like working those moves, you can do your workouts, do your jujitsu specific uh, drills, watch videos. Man, there's I I felt like I've learned a ton uh, over the last couple of weeks because I've been watching a bunch of videos, and I usually don't have time to watch videos as much because i'm training so and so like having some time to like expand my my knowledge base a little bit and like oh that's a cool trick there and try that or whatever has been uh good and they, like you said you come back to training and you know, your training partners are like wait a minute 
he didn't fucking do that when when we left. Like, he's saying, I can't wait to fucking get a hold of Nate and fuck his whole day up, man. <laughs> I got like three or four different tricks for that I, guy. I was trying to put some, I planted some seeds in his head to get him back training. <laughs> yesterday, he was, at, he was at my house lifting yesterday. I was like, when are you going to stop being a pussy and come back training? <laughs> Damn, he's going to get all swole just lifting. He just, dude, he lifts like a motherfucker. He's yeah. such a meathead. Yeah. I, I love it. And he's such a smart dude. But he's got the inner meathead. He just lets shine. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's all sorts of things you can do, but uh, it is it is tough to stay motivated. But again, this is a good time to find out like where's your motivation come from because there's a lot of things that should keep you still training. Yeah. Not being a little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Motivation or inspiration. Be inspired. Be better than you were. Yeah. Keep pushing. This is an excuse to be lazy. No. If anything, this is this is a reason to up your game. No. Yeah. So Fuck the only thing you can't, you can't, you can't roll with your friends right now. That's it. Yeah. Besides that, you can still do a lot of shit, man. Technically you can't. Yeah. Well, Dude, I wonder how many like I bet you there's, fight clubs. I bet you there's a lot of fight clubs. All over the place, man. Going on. Yeah. And people are afraid to talk about it. I, yeah. I, I hesitate mentioning it a little bit. Granted, we don't have a wide reach, so I don't, I, I'm okay with saying it here. Yeah. Cause I don't think anybody's going to snitch us out. Um, but yeah, man. Well, I was surprised, uh, last week with nobody like said anything about you being in the grumpy guy live stream because technically you know like yeah, not you're not party. supposed to be there yeah and so that's no why one, i said I, yeah i like uh did anybody say anything about it on nah, the feed or nothing no nah, nobody said anything and i just yeah people don't really give a fuck so I, I think there's way more people there's more of us out there that don't care and think this is a little overreaction but do we live in this call-out culture that makes you afraid makes to you say afraid. anything because it's just like, dude, I just don't want to deal with the deal hysteria, with man. So I'm just going to do my thing and not say anything and just let you guys be hysterical over there. But yeah, this is fucking, yeah. But yeah, being able to, it's it's kind of cool. I think it's fucking kind of cool. Like, jujitsu is great when it's the, it's mainstream and it's growing and all that shit. Yes, I... I was just thinking this. This reminds me of the old days yeah. when I first started jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I never got to experience that. Yeah, dude, this is this is because we kind of got these little underground fight club things. Yeah. And that's what, when I first started jiu-jitsu 15 years ago, this is kind of what it was like. You know, we were renting some dirty mat space in the corner of some fucking gym or the high school wrestling room. After their practice, we get to use a corner. Like, these little like, people's garages, just these dirty, grimy, and just a very few select group people getting yep. together and training. Like that's what it used to be, man. Yeah. And this is this is definitely has, you know, some semblance to that, and it's it's cool. It's it's kind of a cool feeling. It's, I kind of think it is too, man. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it is it it's it is a cool uh, cool feeling, and it's like and things, they're not like overtly illegal, but on some level, martial arts have been outlawed. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, you know, it, like the the schools have been closed by government decree. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it's kind of going back to, like, the super, super old school. This is how this shit has always gone on. Fucking underground uh, Warriors, fight clubs, training, man. Whatever man. you want to call it, man. This has gone on since the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, the, the powers that be fucking try to shut shit down. And just for whatever reason, man, you can't... It's, it's not going to stop. It's, it's just too fucking... It's like its own organic thing. And it's going to continue to live. So it's kind of getting back to the old, super old school. I mean, that's where like capoeira or whatever came from, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, it's illegal. So they so invented a way to train that, yeah. that, that, that was in secret or whatever. But yeah, you hear about this shit all the time. Of like, oh man, that martial art was 
outlawed, so they had to go underground and train it in secret. And it's kind of like, yeah, that's kind of what's going on now, man. So, but uh, at least until someone calls the hotline on us, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. So, yeah. all right, it's right, called a wrap. Yeah, let's do it, man. We'll see you. Stay at the crib for about a year And I ain't coming back out until this shit clear I done bought me a mask and a lot of gloves And I still feel like that is not enough I ain't shaking no hands, I don't wanna hug Make sure you wash your hands with a lot of love So if you got that CV, they gon' find you If you coughing, I ain't trying to be around you I ain't even trying to stand beside or behind you I'ma try to help them motherfuckers find you I ain't even about to hop on no plane. I ain't even about to stand in the rain. I ain't getting on no train. I ain't even about to drive in my lane. I'm about to stay in the house and play the game. Bitch, move, bitch. You got coronavirus. Ooh, shit. You got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. Move, bitch. You got coronavirus. Ooh, shit. You got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. <laughs>